Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live broadcast. I am Jason DeMars, and I will be speaking on the subject preparation for marriage. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can let me know at jasondemars.com. I want to remind you to subscribe to our uh, videos on YouTube and click the little bell so that you get notified when we go live or post a new video. You can also go to our website, jasondemars.com, and you can order any of our materials. They're completely free. If you want to donate to support that work of giving out the books and the food for free, um, you can do so on the website as well uh, through when you're placing an order. With that said, let's get right into our subject. Uh, this is particular importance for young people, so most of the people that are watching my or listening to my podcast are are older. I didn't say you're old. I just said you're older. Married, perhaps, further on in life, not in the younger years preparing for marriage. Take this video, show it to your young ones, forward it on to young people. I think it's a very good topic for them to understand preparation for marriage. Making the right choices before marriage promotes oneness in marriage. Marriage is obviously a decision that will change the rest of your life. Now, before you're engaged, when you're engaged, engagement is a life commitment. In the Bible, the engagement was just as binding as the marriage covenant itself. Now in America, this isn't true. This isn't true. In other nations, it is true. In the Middle East, in Africa, uh, in the Far East, that is true. But today in America, it isn't true. So people get engaged, unengaged, da-da-da-da-da. Not for Christians. Your word is your bond. When you're engaged, you're committed in a true Christian home. So before you're engaged, you don't go into one relationship, then another relationship, date this one, then date another one, and then break up with them, and then date another one. That's the world's pattern of doing things. When you go into a relationship, you're going into it saying, is this the person I'm going to marry. You go into it knowing the person already on some level. You've observed them from church. You're interested in them. They have the kind of family. They're the kind of person that you could trust, feel like you could trust, and perhaps one day marry. And when you are courting one another in courtship, you're getting to know one, one another, and you're learning to relate to one another, to find out and evaluate, are you compatible as a couple? And in, uh, a couple that is courting needs to ask some serious questions about each other, practical questions. How much are we really alike? Do we agree on the basic plan for our for? for the possibility of getting married. Do we agree that divorce is not ever an option? Do 
either of us have um, unaddressed personal problems that could cause difficulties in, in, our future, in a future marriage? Do we agree on decisions about making money and spending money? How do we talk? How do we fight? How do we make decisions together? Couple has to be willing to ask some hard questions about their relationship and about the person that they're with. How much is our place where we're at right now based on feelings, outside pressure, lust, fear that this could be our last chance, fear of, of losing, losing out on something. Um, we want our decision to be based on faith and the leadership of the Lord in our lives. Um, you also need to discuss and talk about your spiritual compassion. you got to make sure that you believe the same things. If you don't believe the same things, it's going to make for a difficult marriage and, and there will be spiritual battles between you in that marriage. Philippians 2, 1 and 2, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. We want to have the same levels of spiritual interest, the same levels of, uh, or the same basic same understanding of the message. Next in this, a couple should seek outside guidance. So guidance from a pastor, guidance from, for sure, guidance from parents. Um, young man, before you begin courting this, this young lady, you go speak with this young lady's father and mother, but especially the father. Go speak with him, ask permission from him. You don't just go directly to her and let her deal with it. No, you, you need to go and speak with him about that. Get his advice, get his understanding of things. And understand that the Bible is your source of wisdom. Prayer is a source of guidance and you got to be praying and seeking the Lord through this process of courting to find out is this what the Lord has for us? Seek the advice of wise counselors that can give you an objective perspective on your relationship. Parents, close friends, a pastor, professional counselor. Seek the advice of those who are older and wiser. Proverbs 11:14 says, "Where there is no guidance, the people fall, but in an abundance of counselors, there's victory." A couple may need help in confirming their decision to get engaged. Then once you're engaged, uh, the Bible obviously instructs couples to save sexual involvement. Sexual involvement, kissing, petting, cuddling, and 
sex act and everything connected with the sex act needs to be saved until the marriage is performed. Hebrews 13 verse 4 says marriage is to be held in honor among all and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. The ability to demonstrate sexual self-control now lays a foundation for future trust and intimacy. Sexual self-control is necessary throughout married life. Couples who are sexually active before marriage may have a higher incidence of affairs after marriage. Couples who live together before marriage may have a higher incidence of divorce. Don't live together, don't have sex together before you are actually completely married. Sex during the engagement period can cloud more significant issues. Sex before marriage can create a false sense of compatibility. The emotional power of a sexual relationship can keep a couple from thinking clearly and objectively in their preparation for marriage. Sex during the engagement period can replace communication rather than enhance it. An engaged couple needs to talk to each other and communicate with each other about avoiding getting in the situations that would lead them to engage in sex before marriage. Every couple should make an agreement. Um, I'm going to call it, going to make a covenant with one another and involve, even involve their pastor or their, or their um, parents. Make that covenant. We will remain pure until the wedding night. And then the wedding night, it is pure. So you continue to remain pure Courting is a time to find out and discern the will of God. Is this to be my spouse? Engagement is a time of preparation for the wedding. Not just the wedding, but the marriage itself. Get, get marriage counseling. If you can't get marriage counseling from your pastor, if he doesn't do it, find a Christian, a message, a marriage counselor that will talk with you and walk with you through the preparation for marriage. Let's just let's just finish with this. The Lord has again ordained the marriage covenant to be oneness so and in couple that is courting you're you're moving from being independent to being one your oneness can never truly be consummated until the wedding takes place and the marriage night and then it's a process throughout your life just because you sign some papers doesn't mean you're one oneness is what you maintain throughout your life, courting to engagement 
to marriage. It's a process of learning to be one. Communicate. Communicate your, your issues, your concerns, the hurts, the pains. Seek counseling through this process. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. May the Lord richly bless you.